Jean! No! An X-Men The Animated Series Podcast. Hello and welcome back to Jean! No! An X-Men The Animated Series Podcast. I am your first co-host, Sarah Musak. I am your second co-host, Matt Schrader. And I'm your third co-host, Rob Berliner. Yes, Rob, we are so excited to welcome you to Gene. No, this is your first time on the podcast. We're so glad to have you. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah. So one of the things that we always ask our co-hosts when they come on is how how they came upon X-Men the Animated Series. So t- tell us a little bit about how old were you? Uh, what do you remember about it? Any favorite characters or things? Just to share share a little bit about your X-History. Sure. Um, I must have been around 10 when the show came out, Mm -hmm. a little younger even. And um, I got into comic books and the X-Men and Marvel through actually the trading cards that sort of were a huge phenomenon um, beginning in, I want to say, like 91, 90. Um, They were every they were just the biggest thing at school, fourth grade, I guess. And um, I remember the. Uh, that was my introduction into the sort of the world of Marvel. And then from there, it was an easy transition to the comic books and feel, sort of identifying as a comic book geek or whatever we called it then. Um, Nerd. 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 <laughs> and, um, and yeah, so when they came out with the X-Men show, I mean, I, I had already, I definitely had like X-Men number one, um, you know, in the, in the, from 1991. And, um, uh, you know, a fledgling comic book collection. And so obviously this new show, the animated series was for me. Right. So, um, I definitely dove right in and, uh, very much identified with it. It was, it was cool. Cause obviously with animated felt like in, you know, not a big stretch from what we were watching at the time anyway, as kids, mm-hmm. but clearly it was for like very sophisticated people. Absolutely, which we're we're going to discuss today. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm so glad that you brought up those trading cards, though, because they are awesome. And I yeah. honestly think that I have like a shoebox of them in my dad's storage unit somewhere. Yeah, I still have mine. I, sh- I shouldn't admit to that. <laughs> in, in binders? Do you have them in binders? I have them in, I think I have some in binders and I have some in uh, boxes. Wow. Yeah, but I mean, the 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 sheer wonder of, getting a what we called then a hologram do you remember when it was basically just like shiny paper but wow like it wasn't actually there was nothing holographic about it it was just just iridescent but um it was quite a thrill um people still get excited about those in like the collectible card game uh worlds like magic the gathering and pokemon Mm. if you like the like the um the hollow cards are worth a lot more than the standard so It, that is something that has lasted just generations. You make something shiny, my goodness. That was, the, I feel like that was also the, like the big get in the '90s. They made you know specialty comic covers. Oh, the foil embossed. Mm-hmm. Foil embossed. Just every opportunity to charge three dollars more per issue to make you think that it was going to be the collectible issue. Um, oh, I have a they got me. I, I, they got they me. Got me a every- bunch of times. Oh my god, yeah, yeah. something like that. Forget about it. You know, or like, you know what I'm still a sucker for is glow, anything that glows in the dark. <laughs> That's great. I have Ghost Rider. There's a Ghost Rider 15, I think, with a glow in the dark Ghost Rider on the front. Uh, That's awesome. That was cool. 
that I think I have one with like, uh, uh, is it Apocalypse? No, maybe it was a, it's a DC guy who has like a diamond on his, is it? It's not Mr. Sinister. Maybe it's Mr. Sinister, but there's an actual diamond on the cover, you know? Ooh. So you have, an an actual diamond? Yes. <laughs> Thank you. That's, I should get it. I should get it appraised. What am I you doing? Should. Uh, yeah. What, what are you yeah, Screw the book. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Run with the diamond, man. I also remember that with the trading cards, this is how much of my money they got. They published all the trading cards, right? I got the packets, you know, some some double, some not. They also published the trading cards in a comic book format. So it was okay. like, you know, the Ultra series, and it wasn't a comic book. It was just each page was one of the cards larger. And uh, and I bought those. I used my hard earned allowance money to give to give to Marvel Comics and my local comic book shop. You know, no no regrets. But I do admit that it was a little redundant. Those are the Fleer Ultra. Is that yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Those are beautiful. They you know, were. It was like they were like it was very it was very rudimentary when we. I'm a little older than you. I think it's safe to say. And um, um, Marvel series one was just like. It was like basically if you took an encyclopedia of Marvel and you just took each picture and you put it on a different card. I mean, it was great because it was the perfect introduction to who these characters were. You flip it over, it gives you the bio and like the stats. I think it's actually, it basically is an encyclopedia broken down into cards. And then they got more, you know, as the years went on, not only obviously expanding characters and, and specifics, but they also... Um, more the more art leaning right? the fleur ultra oh, I think yeah. it's, those were glossy cards right yeah and some of the paintings are beautiful um, absolutely for sure and do you do you remember rav what your first comic book was do you remember when you came no. in oh man i mean x-men number one might have been it honestly really you know, the jim lee like, chris claremont yeah i mean Dang. it was just art right it's gonna just grab you even if you're not a comics fan, which I guess at the time, if I was, it was very, it was the very beginning. I certainly remember buying that and can't be sure I remember buying something before that. Awesome. I, I'm sure people at different times, oh, no, no. I think I had a friend, maybe it was before or after, but a family friend gave me a, an issue of Peter Porker, the spectacular Spider-Ham. Oh. And I was pretty stoked about that too. So that's in my collection. Excellent. Love it. Way before it was cool and into the Spider-Verse. Like decades before. So you were you were an original fan. I appreciate that a lot. A lot. Awesome. So yeah, I could talk about comics collections all day, but unfortunately it is Gene No and X-Men the Animated Series podcast. So we're we're gonna get to an episode. No, we're gonna get to an episode of X-Men the Animated Series. We are in season two, episode five, Repo Man. And uh, yeah, this is this is quite an episode. Definitely very very Wolverine forward. So let's mm. just let's just walk through this. So so we start with previously on X Men, as we always do. We're reminded of Professor X and Magneto being in the Savage Land, and one of the things I didn't even realize for some reason in my erroneous memory, I thought that the Savage Land was like one or two episodes, but they're there like all season. Yeah. You know, you maybe you remember it that way because it's only a little bit every episode. Yeah, they don't spend a lot of time with them. It's kind of like, oh yeah, yeah let's check it. Let's ch- check in with uh, with Magneto and uh, and Chuck and see how they're doing. Before we launch into the episode, can I actually just point out something? And forgive me if this has been pointed out in prior episodes. No, do do it. I was very excited to take part in this episode because of my affinity for uh, Wolverine. But I don't know if you guys know this already. But did you see who wrote this episode? 
Len Wein, the creator of Wolverine, wrote this episode. Oh, no Whoa. kidding. Oh, cool. Yeah, I was like, wait, that can't be the same guy. And I looked it up. He wrote uh, Incredible Hulk 180 and 181. He wrote Giant Size X-Men number one, which means he co-created Storm and Colossus and Nightcrawler and all of them. Uh, yeah, so like the foremost expert on Wolverine is the guy behind this particular episode, which is very exciting. All right, so any any criticisms we have for the story in regard to accuracy of Wolverine, they can just be checked at the door, essentially. Yes, I mean, I, you know, awesome. the time got passed in the 20, 20 years, 15 years that have, mm-hmm. since he was created, but what year was he created, Sarah? Mm-hmm. What year was that? What, I, should, I should know this offhand. So it was all new, all different? I'm going to look it up. Well, no, 19, it was 1971, the giant size X-Men, I want to say. Yeah. But this is right. what you let it out, I guess. <laughs> it says here, Wolverine made his first full appearance in 1974 in The Incredible Hulk number 181. There you go. Yes. But he was featured on the last panel of 180. Oh, cool. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, right. Okay, so there you go. Nice. Look at this. You're coming in coming in hot with the knowledge. There you go. I was going to say, listeners, so you, do, you don't know this, but Rob was telling us beforehand about how little knowledge he had, and I think we have a ringer. I think. I think we do. <laughs> I did go back and read those episodes, uh, episodes, issues, excuse me. Oh, fair, fair, fair. No, I think you were about to be, Rob, I think you're about to be shocked at my sheer lack of <laughs> X-Men knowledge. Shocked, I tell you. Wait, hey, listen. Hey, this isn't a podcast about knowledge. It's a podcast about opinions. We've all got there those. Goes. Oh, so I got we're... plenty of those. Sometimes the less knowledge I have, the more opinions I have. Absolutely. Well, that's that's the way to do it. I understand. That's the way to do it. I'm going to Dunning-Kruger the heck out of this. And previously on X-Men, Professor X and Magneto are in the Savage Land. And one of the things I love is that Magneto yells, come and get us, you overgrown lizard, which I'm not sure is how I would have approached things without powers, right? Like, I think I probably would have been running away screaming or being the kids in Jurassic Park just cowering, right? And hoping that the Velociraptor will not find me. Did you did you have any thoughts on that? I mean, I I certainly thought it was a heck of a flex to just <laughs> to come and get me. I think Magneto is a heck of a flex. He just his entire persona is pure flex. Listen, Magneto without his powers is still Magneto, and he's still gonna act that way. Um, that's just there's nothing. There's no way to stop him. There's no way to stop him from doing that. Um, yeah, he's not gonna be humble just no, because he's not, not the master not of magnetism for thing. a couple of minutes. That's not his thing. I feel like you know? when when like when people talk to Professor X and they're like, "Oh, you mentioned your friend Eric a lot. Like, what's he like? Humble is never <laughs> like he's just so low key, just yeah. super low key. Just a yep. chill dude, you know, the kind of guy you want to have an herbal tea with. Absolutely, absolutely. You never even notice when he arrives. He's just like so, just so quiet, like a ghost. I especially I like how this the this show like doesn't hold back on the really grandiose language for everybody oh, like, like you know they never take like the the more subtle way of saying something no. when they when they can use declare proceed and you know uh, any kind of big language they just are all about it absolutely and i think too like my like my top my top players for that are going to be storm for sure. Storm is one of the best uh, makers of pronouncements, I would say. And I'd also say Apocalypse is super on top of it. 
Oh, yeah. But then again, as he would say, he's had all of eternity to prepare. <laughs> I feel like Beast doesn't hesitate to use the big word either when he has an oppor- when, when there's an opportunity. Oh, very like- true. We've discussed in previous episodes how we think Beast has like a like a word a day calendar. And we're <laughs> unsure if he actually is as smart as he purports to be or if because everyone else on the X-Men doesn't do science. They're just like Beast knows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I can see that. Yeah, did you hear him say defenestrate the other day? I mean, come on, he's a man of science. He is a <laughs> man of science, that's right. So, okay, so some other things we learned from previously on X-Men. We learned that Wolverine is going through it. We get oh, that great boy. moment from, uh, what was it, Deadly Reunions, when he's fighting Sabretooth in the Arctic, and he yells at the skies, why isn't there any peace for me? You know, so we feel for him. And then we get a whole bunch of flashbacks to his berserker rages, his fury and his pain. And I feel like that sets us up really well for the episode. Right. We know we know we've got some dinosaurs going on and Wolverine's this is Wolverine's going to have some problems. You know, that's one of the things I that I really kind of appreciate about this show is, you know, we are progressing, but each episode is still very much its own thing. And the previously on is a mix of a bunch of different episodes. It's just, it's an interesting narrative style that you don't see a whole lot. And by interesting, I don't mean bad. I think it's good. I like it. <laughs> You're like, just to clarify. I'm just to clarify. <laughs> I know a lot of times interesting can mean a lot of things. It's a complex narrative. I did not anticipate jumping into the fourth episode, fourth, fifth, fifth. the early episodes of season two, sorry, fifth episode, and, and being so far behind <laughs> like I figure this out. and then you're like wait a minute what and then i'm like i'll just watch the two or three episodes but no 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 no. you gotta you gotta do some digging you gotta be and all in notes too i that's the other thing anyway i mean the original marvel the original mcu you know if you didn't see 100%. ant-man 2 then you're not gonna know what's going on <laughs> Right. Well, and we talked about that with the comics, too, because when each of us got into comics, it wasn't these nicely packaged DVD style or like streaming style seasons of stories. And so we were super reliant on those asterisks to tell us where to go dig to find out what had happened previously that then created the subtext of what we're going through now. Mm-hmm. Speaking of subtext, X-Men the Animated Series has like none, <laughs> and it's something I <laughs> Who love needs very it? much. And so- We only have 21 minutes. We don't have time for subtext. No, no we way. really don't. No, got to gotta keep it moving. And X-Men the Animated Series wastes no time. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, Wolverine. We come upon Wolverine at sunrise. He's yelling, Heather, over a cliff, <laughs> which looks familiar. And I think it's the soliloquy cliff. I mean, we see it fairly often in this series. There's just a cliff that usually Wolverine or Magneto goes to, right? To have a big <laughs> soliloquy. The soliloquy. Uh, I, Wait, right? so the I soliloquy, wish I had one. It's in Canada, apparently. The soliloquy. I guess. Or did he just yeah. stop there on his way to Canada? It's like somewhere in it's somewhere in Westchester, and he's like, "All right, I got that out of the way." <laughs> Maybe he plans all of his routing through the soliloquy cliffs just in case. Oh yeah, That's, in case he has yeah. to stop, like let off some right. steam. Mm-hmm. That, that reminds me, actually. Uh, I know a guy who, when he, I thought this was a wonderful solution when he was like really angry about something, he would go under like a BQE overpass and scream. And I was like, that's probably one of the healthiest like free therapies you can get. Same with soliloquy cliff. Yeah. Oh man. 
I might try that. That sounds pretty great. Yeah, do, do that. Do that. So anyway, Wolverine is clearly in distress. We get some aggressive vine-like plants grabbing his legs. And then out of the ground comes James McDonald Hudson, a.k.a. Vindicator. And we know we are in for Alpha Flight. Mm-hmm. Well, some people did. Okay, okay. Wait, wait, <laughs> what did you think? What did I think? I thought, hey, that guy just came out of the ground. <laughs> <laughs> What was he doing just coming out of the ground? What is that an is that something he does? <laughs> <laughs> I think it was in in um in tandem with the shaman or shaman. because uh, oh, that because okay. he was the vine guy, which I actually right. was glad there was a callback later where it's like, that's where those came from. Good to know. Yeah. Is he the repo man? He does Am I getting ahead of things? I don't want no, to. No, no, go ahead. I, I, he says, I've come to take you back. And I'm like, oh, Repo Man. Yeah. Are you, oh, you is it you? Are, are they all the Repo Men? Is that like Alpha Flight's other name? Repo Man? Entirely possible. But fill in the audience, Rob, for anyone who doesn't know Repo Man. It means repossession, right? Correct. Like yep. somebody who comes to reclaim something. Good good call, yeah. Um, like uh, if you have collateral that you lost. It, it gets claimed back from you or whatever, I think, maybe. And that's what Repo references. So, yeah, I guess it has something to do with them taking them back to Alpha Flight. We're trying. Right. They're trying to, well, I'll get ahead of them. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to. Never let you get through this summary. I'm going to make the, uh, the, the, the argument too. That a lot of it's about like Wolverine kind of reclaiming himself, right? In his sure. past. So he could all, he could also be the but I like the idea that they all are. Everybody here, they're repossessing something, you know. Absolutely. You know, whether whether it be, you know, Wolverine coming to terms with his past, Alpha Flight trying to steal Wolverine's insides. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep, we're going to get to that. So we Vindicator comes in hot with a burn saying, she didn't ask you out here, Wolverine. And he says, been a long time, little man. And it's just like, oh, gross. Like, we already don't like him, which is really too bad because I honestly think that he isn't terrible. Like, I don't think that in the comics that, that Matt Hudson was the worst. We get a lot of size comments to Wolverine, a lot of them, mm-hmm. including one where Puck calls him big guy, which I'm like, oh, it's because you're smaller than him. I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, like, absolutely. It's just like, let me diminish Wolverine at every moment. Right. Let us, yeah, let's find the the one thing that we can about Wolverine, (laughs) you know, (laughs) but yeah, but what I like is that usually when people do that, he's like, yeah, whatever, bub, and just like kicks their ass, you know, (laughs) he does not acknowledge it normally, you know, Uh, it certainly doesn't upset him. And I think that's great. You know, he's going to like, yes, they go heavy on it. They go real heavy on it. That's what I was like, this. Sarah, go ahead. They do. No, I really love there's um, like a thing online about Hugh Jackman versus comic book Wolverine and how there's like at least two feet of difference between them. For sure. Yeah, I really do hope. I mean, I love Hugh, but when they recast Wolverine, I really want a short king. Yeah, like yeah, a- yep. agreed. Short, wide, Short's wide, broad, muscly. Yes, exactly. Built like yeah. a... Yeah, I want to see, I want to MCU if you're listening, you're not, but <laughs> MCU if you're listening, I want to see a fastball special. I want to see a fastball special with Wolverine. Well, I mean, they sort of reference it in Deadpool, but I want to see a legit Colossus 
throwing Wolverine fastball special. Oh, oh my goodness. Yes, right? please. Yeah. Maybe that's Deadpool 3. Hey. You have those oh, that could be something to look forward to. All right. So Vindicator uh, uh, accuses Wolverine of deserting their team to work for the X-Men, and he's arrived to take him back. And we get that great Wolverine line, right? You and what army? Rob, you can do it better than I can. <laughs> oh, you are. A, yeah, I want you to do it. You and what army? Yeah. It sounded like a leprechaun, but. <laughs> you and what army? Hi. Hi, Hi. Yeah, okay. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Another short joke. We just. Nice, nice. So here comes Alpha Flight. We get Puck, who just somersaults into Wolverine's back. Uh, somebody actually says, I didn't even write down who, but they say Alpha Flight. <laughs> yeah. so, so now we know. Now we Wolverine know says Alpha. it, I think. Alpha yes. Flight. Like, oh, yeah. It's you, yeah. in case yeah. you didn't know. <laughs> yep, it's you. It's you. So we get Snowbird. And I just want to say how proud I am for remembering that that was her name. I did not look it up. I remember yeah. she was Snowbird. I was surprised. She was the only one who wasn't called out during this episode. Uh, everybody else, their, their name got clearly said, but not Snowbird. No, and she's clearly extremely cool, which we'll yeah. get into. So we've got Snowbird, we've got Sasquatch, we've got Shaman, we've Sasquatch. got Northstar, and we've got Aurora. And uh, Wolverine tells them, you can send every mutant in Canada after me. I ain't coming back. And, you know, we're all storytellers, and that's just a great example of conflicting end goals, right? Conflicting desires. Alpha Fly wants to take Wolverine back. Wolverine does not want to go back. Excellent. Instant cool drama. Mm -hmm. that's, yes, yes, please. Let's see, I was just going to say... Um, that uh, that what they did with Medicine Man, the uh, like the music they were playing when Medicine Man showed up, I was like, y'all, <laughs> this is very, yeah, all right, that's your that's the early nineties, all right. There was we it go. real pan flutes? Was it, it was quite pan flutes? Okay. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Okay, no, that that checks out. That, yeah, that checks but, out. But uh, but uh, yeah, yeah, Rob, go go ahead. I just had to mention that the Medicine Man music. Uh, I am. Um, uh, I, they're serious, like jilted X vibes from these guys. Uh huh. Like, oh, you yeah. you left us. Now we're gonna beat you up. Wait, what? I'm not sure that's how it works. You left us. That was wrong. Now you we abandoned us. Like, like they're keying his car or something. And I, I noticed too that throughout Vindicators, like you left your friends. Like you don't. It's, it was very Cyclops, right? Like you, you left us. So I, yeah, absolutely. No, it's it is real breakup vibes. But like you can't force him to come back. If he wants to be with you, he'll be with you. And if he doesn't, let him go. There are other superheroes out there. You guys are you have value without him. That's right. Not a, I mean, clearly not a healthy relationship. No, I, I mean, they're literally beating him up. And Wolverine, <laughs> Wolverine deserves to find another redhead who isn't available to him. <laughs> he's got a, he's got he a type. another couple that he can be awkwardly the third wheel of. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. Well, hey, where's Mary Jane? Oh, good oh, point. Good point. We were going to get there, I think. Pansy Walker, Hellcat. We got, we got a few in the pipeline for sure. Nice. So Wolverine turns to attack, and one of the stupidest lines, Vindicator says, Wolverine, no, you don't have to do this. And the question is, doesn't he? Because <laughs> they come to bring attack, him they are, in. I'm pretty, sure, I'm pretty sure he does have to do that. I think yeah. he does, too. I agree. And then uh, Walter Langowski, uh, uh, Sasquatch, says, you left us. That was wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> I left it down also, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, this, and there it is. Like, yeah, the, this desertion and abandonment that they clearly felt because of Wolverine was like the real through line of this episode. And apparently that's just like the worst thing you can do. You know, like, was it, was it, what, 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 is there some history here that I don't know? Was it like in the middle of a fight or something or? Unspecified. Unspecified. But that's not, but their goal isn't revenge. They're not no. supposed to be mad at him. They're supposed to be sort of recruiting him back. But this is not very persuasive. No. It, it's, it's not mad. the angle I would want to, I would no. respond to. Absolutely not. And one of the things we find out later, and this is one of my favorite lines of the episode, is when Puck says, but you said we were bringing him back to work with us. <laughs> like, they, <laughs> like, their motives were like, no, we want, we're getting our body back. <laughs> I thought we were just going to be friends. <laughs> we're going to go to the mall and have a, a hot dog or something. I don't know. Like, what an orange <laughs> Julius, an original cookie company, cookie, Mrs. Fields, something like Delicious. that. Delicious. Yeah. So um, we also, even within the fight, though, it's very clear that Wolverine is the good guy. He saves Snowbird from a tree. That Vindicator fells, so there's Vindicator. Wolverine saving the day, even while being attacked. Good job. He takes the fight to Vindicator. Um, and then I really loved that fight because this, like, leverages the, the little man bit, right? Because he comes down with two feet on Vindicator's chest, which, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want that. One could say in that moment, Wolverine is vindicated. Vindicated. So uh, the fight continues. Uh, Wolverine takes out Shaman, Northstar, and Aurora, who are our favorite Quebecois <laughs> mutant twins. Absolutely. Frenchies, if you will. Frenchies. Yeah. Yay, as, as Wolverine would. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, he literally just smashes them together and they all fall from the sky. Mm. <laughs> oh, and then finally, in addition to the, the maple leaf motif on all of their, or many of their costumes, we get Puck saying, he should be right in, right in oh. there, eh? <laughs> I love that. I was like, oh, we are in Canada. Great. Yeah, exactly. Just like with tech facts, we we just need someone else to say sorry. And he then Wolvie did it in a prior episode. That's true. He did. he did. He actually Jubilee did as well. Oh. She let out a big sorry, and we we commented on the fact that is that where we're in California <laughs> <laughs> is Jubilee from. Right. Sorry. We find out from Vindicator that the lab is expecting them, and Wolverine obviously catches on to that, says, lab, huh? No thanks, I've had my fill of labs. And each time I watch the episode, uh, I imagined him being overrun by Labrador retrievers. I just... Oh, by yeah. labs? The lab is waiting? Uh, yeah. Too many Labradors. <laughs> <laughs> no thanks, I've moved fill on to smaller labs. dogs. <laughs> too many labs. <laughs> I don't know why. I like the idea of like Wolverine secretly loving small dogs because I feel like when I think of him, I'm like, no, he's like, he's a big, he's a big dog guy. <laughs> Probably. Although it's fun to imagine him with like, you know, a pup in a purse or something. You know, he's got a little chihuahua, like Paris Hilton style Wolverine. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah like a, especially like a, like a bug eyed little chihuahua. <laughs> it's just afraid of everything. 
we go into a flashback. We get to see the Weapon X program, right? So we actually get to see, show don't tell kids, uh, why Wolverine doesn't want to go back to a lab. We find out about Dr. Cornelius and this other professor. I wrote down that he's in a Bacta tank, which I know is a very Star Wars reference, <laughs> but I presume if for your health, you're in a tank, it's filled with Bacta. His hair is perfect, by the way. His hair is always, always perfect. In the water, in whatever that is, when he's just come from a fight impeccable i don't know that's his other mutant power we never really discuss that we never address do you think that there's like little like like some of his hair is adamantium Maybe that's and it just too. like it forms a frame that that the rest of his hair rests on i hope that's maybe case. it's got mutant healing power so whenever it like gets to you know put out of shape it just immediately you know contracts springs, springs back. back yeah thank you it heals yeah that's no that makes perfect sense hairstyle Things I can only dream of. <laughs> so we have this key moment in Wolverine's history, which is, you know, clarified by the Dr. Cornelius saying, begin the adamantium feed. So we learned that Wolverine did not always have his adamantium skeleton, um, and it was actually uh, forced upon him by the Weapon X program. So he resists, but they do manage to fuse his bones with adamantium, and his hands start itching, and suddenly claws. Suddenly, he's got claws. Now, we find out later in the comics, and Rob, I know you know this, is that it, it's a big surprise that when the adamantium is yanked out of his skeleton by Magneto, spoiler, Fatal Attractions crossover, that he actually does have bone claws. He just never knew it. I want to just say that that comic has a hologram in the cover, and I have Oh, all, all six yeah. of the yeah. issues. Every all They're fantastic. They're, they're absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Um, and one of the things I also want to point out is it hurts him when his claws extend, which is is canon. And in the Wolverine family, uh, which now is like Wolverine, X-23, a.k.a. Wolverine, uh, Dakin, his son, and Scout, formerly Honey Badger, uh, only one of them, Scout Honey Badger, is, uh, feels no pain. Everybody else feels pain when they extend their, their claws. So Wolverine breaks out of his tank. Uh, they, the scared doctors call for security, and they are just useless. Uh. See, they've got purple suits, and they're useless. Logan destroys the lab. He escapes in his underwear into the snowy Canadian wilderness. I had a question there. Or an observation, yeah. which was, yeah, he's gone his whole life with just a normal bone skeleton, and then he gets the most, you know, uh, indestructible metal to line his entire skeletal system. Shouldn't mm -hmm. he be weighed down? Like, shouldn't it be? He's just as agile as he was ever. Like, yeah, maybe, maybe like take some adjustment period where he's like, oh, what? I I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to get you in a minute as soon as I figure it out. <laughs> you know, I don't know, right? Like, he doesn't not feel the force of gravity. And adamantium's got away quite a bit. I don't know. Just a thought. He's just immediately like, boom, 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 boom. I think that's really valid. The only way I can rationalize it is that his healing factor had some extra resources <laughs> that like you know brought him back to equilibrium but i'm making that he heals up, from know? gravity he heals from gravity that's right and then the lab explodes and he likes it <laughs> he like watches it and is like real glad about it i'm a little disappointed that this episode um i mean i understand for the time restraint constraint but like that we just entirely skip over the um 
Austin Powers like um, a bladder evacuation that we get in the original X Men movie, where he's, uh, you know, where Wolverine clearly uh, has accumulated some liquids and needs to. I guess there's more urgency in his uh, escape this time, but that was a moment <laughs> that will always stay with me. Hugh Jackman's uh, shining debut. <laughs> so, anyway. <laughs> So anyway, we transfer back to the X-Mansion at this point. So we in a scene without Logan, Jean Grey, as always, being kind of passive, but really doing something. She's looking for the professor, doesn't know he's playing with the dinosaurs. And as she's scanning the world using Cerebro, then this is one of the things I just love about the animated series is we just get images of all these mutants who we may or may not see in the future, right? So we get domino let's see we get cannonball we get nightcrawler archangel either psylocke or quanon depending on where we are in that in that body swap uh and it made my day quicksilver and the scarlet witch so this is when quicksilver and the scarlet witch were biological kids of magneto uh which was revised within like the last five to ten years but now they 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 sort of smoothed it out it was because of the mcu and Mm. so they split them up but now they've kind of smoothed it back where it's like maybe you're not our dad but you're our dad we're really cows <laughs> like that that sort of relationship oh i know it's real weird uh hot tip for, for the audience all three of us on this podcast tonight have played characters <laughs> who are in this episode so matt and i did a web series called wanda and pietro at home which is about wanda and pietro sharing an apartment and rob has played Logan Wolverine in Xmas, a Merry Mutant musical. So we all we all know what we're talking about from the inside out. I just want to say that. <laughs> it was my privilege. And I'll also say that I went into Xmas with X-Men performing experience, having done a few days of uh, performing as Cyclops at Universal Studios Islands of Adventure. <gasps> I don't no think I knew kidding. that. That's like, that's like official. That's not like a thing I made up with my friends. That's official. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I think it's amazing. I think you might be canon. Yeah. yeah. You know what's really weird? And you don't have to keep this in the episode, but um, <laughs> when I was thinking like years after moving back from Orlando to New York um, and was I was like thinking about uh, whether I wanted to move back to Orlando because I missed and loved it. Um, I went on YouTube just to see uh, – if I like could see any footage of the Marvel characters and see if I sort of like connected with it, if it felt like something I could still do. I only, I'd say I only did it a few days because um, I was on call and I was low on the roster. And so whatever, it didn't happen for me very often, but um, I found a video of Marvel superhero Island and I watched it to the end. And in the end I was like, Oh, there's Cyclops. And I was like mimicking his posture and his movements and everything. And then I realized that it was me. Ah, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. It was, it was like, wait, okay, you do look like that guy. That's right. you look exactly you that like that. Wow, guy. I can totally be him. One might say it's an uncanny resemblance. Ooh, mm-hmm. very nice, very nice. <laughs> yeah. All right, so back in the war room, uh, <laughs> Jean is searching for for Professor X, and um, I one of the things I feel like this episode briefly sets up is how thick Gambit's accent is going to get in the next episode. So he asks here, any sign of old man share? Which <laughs> I had to write out phonetically. And honestly, I do really love that in the comics in those days, he did get 
a written a written out accent a phonetic accent and oh, yeah. which is but content wise it's a super valid question if she's getting anything you know it's just impatient but cyclops scolds him because cyclops is a tool and says gene needs absolute concentration he just finds something wrong with everybody all the time i mean he, he i think that's leadership to him i think yeah right yeah I, you're absolutely right I love that he was like, we have to be quiet. And let me tell you why for several more sentences. (laughs) (laughs) So meanwhile, in Canada, we've got shaman being real shaman-y, right? And I'm sure we may have had some pan flutes. I may have missed it. But he says, he is near. And Wolverine is watching from like a nearby tree. (laughs) Yeah. Oh. Yeah, and then and then Shaman has that really cool little move where he's like, I'm not going to let him on that I know that he's here. Besides that thing I just said, I'm going to toss this behind me. Yep, and then, yeah. he, then he magics the tree. He, he like, coaxes the tree to toss Wolverine out, and Wolverine does a really nice tumbling pass. As a fan of Olympic gymnastics for many years, my compliments. <laughs> so we get another Wolverine v. Alpha Flight fight uh he's blasted by vindicator north star and aurora brings some but i wrote down big quebecois energy and quebecois, the great yeah. line bonjour wolverine stop fighting us oh my and, gosh yeah that, I know, it. It was, that accent was rough i know we need uh we need what's his name renee aubergenois the uh the formerly odo of deep space nine and also les poissons chef in little mermaid God, bet, uh-huh. God rest his soul. But I feel like if, if anyone should be doing French car- French accented cartoons, it's him. Yeah. I'm, I, I would imagine he was probably available too. Entirely possible. I trust Jerry Orbach with it. No, okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm <laughs> with you. It's more authentic. Mm-hmm. But yeah. D- different flavor, but you're right. You're right. I, to be honest, I trust Jerry Orbach with most performance-related right. things. He could yeah. do he could do very little wrong. If he were still around, I'd let them cast him as Wolverine. He's the exception to the the height requirement. That oh, I have. great! Yeah, that's really fair. That's really fair. So here comes Sasquatch. I didn't realize that he like grew his own loincloth. That's what that looked like. Like that he was naked, but he had like extra underwear. Here it's all the same oh color. No, I think you. No, yeah. I think you're right. I think you're right, and I didn't think about it. I'm looking at a picture. You are absolutely right. Okay. <laughs> he drew his own loincloth. So his loincloth is him. Is is him? It's him. <laughs> <laughs> it's not just him. It's a specific kind of hair. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is, and I, I almost said it. I'm like, I don't know what kind of podcasts. You're running here, Sarah. No, I've, been, <laughs> I've been marking it as explicit because we've had some four-letter words, even though we've been oh, pretty phenomenal. Pretty well, <laughs> we all know it's this is clearly pubic hair is what yeah. we got going on here with Sasquatch. But you know, real Sasquatch running around the great Northwest woods, or in this case, Canada, I bet he's not wearing shorts. He's not wearing little beast shorts. No, he did, he don't need to. He's He's doing his thing. So uh, uh, Sasquatch clobbers Wolverine just over the head. Wolverine goes down. I wrote down business shackles because those are not normal shackles. Those are some hardcore, heavy duty, you're going to prison shackles. And then Wolverine asks, why are you doing this? And I think it's late for that question. (laughs) I think he knows what's up. Yeah. 
Then we yeah. get a gross answer from Vindicator, right? He says, we don't want you, my old friend, only the secrets you keep inside you. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> don't like. No, that's gross. real creepy, buddy. Yeah, Vindicator is not coming off good no. here. He's coming off like a real creep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, he's popping out of the ground. He's talking about Wolverine's insides. Yeah, like, not being uh, interested making... in him. But I, honestly, I think... I take back what I said about there being no tech subtext. I think subtextually he misses Wolverine a lot. I think he's really hurt. Oh, yeah, that's fair. You might be right. So Wolverine out. wakes up shirtless on a slab. Yeah, but he's got the rest of his out, out on. <laughs> yeah. And it's, really. and it's not in tatters, right? It's not like it got ripped off of him. His shirt is somewhere. We just don't know where. <laughs> Wait, so who do we think? Check it out. Was it Vindicator or took it off? It's a hundred percent Vindicator. Yeah, Vindicator. Either either it's Vindicator or it's Guardian, who's who's Heather, who we'll meet later. And it's like if it was like a throuple situation, like they want to have it. Yeah. No, Vindicator definitely stole his shirt and then very sneakily gave it a sniff. Yeah. He was watching. <laughs> yeah. And in private, he gave it a long sniff. A long sniff. Yeah. And then a sob. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, Wolverine's real mad because he's restrained and don't blame him. And mm-hmm. we get the line, let me up or I'll rearrange your windpipe, which is one of my favorites. Yeah, it's only one arrangement. Does it work? So, yeah, that's, uh, that's mm. quite the threat. Yeah, you don't want him to rearrange your windpipe. I, I, I don't. I <laughs> no, don't at you. all. Big we see that pants. he has pointy bottom teeth. Didn't know that. Pointy bottom teeth. Sometimes he has pointy top teeth, like kind of like vampire-like. Uh, right. A little more, a uh, little more clarification of uh, Wolverine <laughs> dentistry, Wolverine style, right? And uh, we find out who's really in charge, which is Heather Hudson, the Heather of the Heather, at the soliloquy cliff earlier this episode. Yeah, I just want to point out that Heather. Um, forgive me for this, like very surface level observation, but I'm pretty sure, in contrast to other females on the show, she's rocking the bright pink lipstick. Like, mm, yes. Scene, those are that is not subtle. Even in no. the next scene, she's hunting. I was like, good for you. Yeah, you no, it's it. a strong, it's a strong choice, and it's a very '90s appropriate choice as mm. well. Like that's what a beautiful woman did in the '90s. Right. Sure. Yeah. Also, I, I have a uh, an observation about Heather as well. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure she has like a straight up Canadian accent. She does. You know, yeah. but it's kind of subtle. So I'm like, listen to that. I'm like, wow, good job. You know, whoever is voicing had a really nice job. She didn't go over the top with it. It's just sort of there, you know? And, and it's the best kind. Don't call attention to it, right? I mean, yeah, that's not really the rule of this show. But <laughs> if you have a character trait, you play it. <laughs> you play it as hard as humanly possible. You play as hard. Go hard. Go home. But it's not- 21 minutes. We don't have time for subtlety. Yeah, come on. I want to hear the stories, Heather. So uh, Heather says, I I presume she said, I'm sorry, Wolverine. I had no choice. And he says, there's always a choice. You're the one that taught me that. And then we get one of the weirdest flashbacks so far at X-Men, the animated series. And that's really saying something, right? So we see uh, Heather and Mac are hunting a buck. Oh, yeah, I wrote a big Canadian accent from Heather. So... Spot on, spot there on. There we go. 
And here's my question. And Matt, you have experience with this, having done some of your growing up time in Wisconsin, right? And I know I did too. Here's my question. What hunting season is this? (laughs) Because they're out there um, with a giant gun just walking at night. And, you know, if I, if I, I have not been hunting, uh, my father has been hunting. I have lots of mm-hmm. friends who have been hunting. And if I recall deer hunting, you got to be real quiet. You yep. might have a tree stand. You might cover yourself in shit and urine and wait, wait for the deer to come and not just like walk around being like, I'm hunting a deer with my big gun, my laser gun. I would say that yeah, it, it, it could be very, they start in the very early morning. Mm-hmm. So they might be going to their tree stand. Oh, okay. Okay. So, but you're right. For the most part, you know, there's not a whole lot of stalking involved. I think it's no. more sitting and drinking. That's my understanding. Yeah. They got their hams. They got their schlitz. They got their blats. And, and they might be hanging, hanging out. out at the deer camp, right? That's oh, the... deer camp. Made a whole song about it. They did. The second week of deer camp. That's right. By by the Youpers. The Youpers. <laughs> look that look that That's... up. Look that up. It's a great novelty tune. We'll put it in the put it in the show notes. I think we'll they did thirty point notes. I think they but did thirty point buck as well. Oh yeah, thirty point buck. Thirty point buck. <laughs> Rob's giving us looks. Um, I feel like only if you you had any growing up in Wisconsin, do you have any idea what these songs are? Um, Boy, we'll definitely make friends. them available for the listener at large. Get, get, get them out there. So them uh, back to the show. We've got <laughs> naked, savage Wolverine frothing at the mouth. He attacks because he sees the gun. He's right. scared. He's scared of that gun. Right. And Heather just hits him with these tranquilizer darts. Also made me wonder what kind of hunting season this was. Because, <laughs> like, typically I feel like you don't go out with tranquilizer darts, do you? No. Well, Heather does. Apparently. Well, Heather does, yeah. Heather definitely does. Uh, no, that makes me wonder. Did they actually say, oh boy, hunting season? No, <laughs> they didn't. Can so I, maybe can this I is. something? Yes, you yes. I think he's out with James, right? Could they be hunting a unicorn? Oh, I see. I see. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. It took me it took me a minute to to get that, Rob. I, my apologies. They were my going apologies. for Wolverine. No, I un- I understand now. <laughs> yeah. They were looking oh. hey, Okay. Folks, now I'm on board. In the show notes. Yeah, put, 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 that, put that up in the show notes. The entire whole big setup. Yep, this was this was all a performance. Um, <laughs> so it, 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 so I wrote, well, what were they trying to do with the buck? Um, and then they, I, you know, I actually think you're right, Rob, because Wolverine wakes up back in their cabin or whatever, and Heather says to him, "Back with us? Good." For a while, I was worried I'd used too many tranquilizers. So, yeah, I don't. And he's tied to the bed like Gulliver. I hope you guys noted that. Like the, like the ropes were real yeah. Liverpool style. Oh, oh right, yeah, yeah. Was, yeah, 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 yep, yep, yep. Wolverine breaks out his claws. He's wearing shorts. Was he always wearing shorts? He looked naked in the woods, but he's got shorts now. Um, and it gets real pulpy for a minute when Heather says, my husband is just outside. <laughs> Like which which show is this? I don't know, but I like it. He asked me to get you warmed up. I mean, back back in normal. Yeah, but don't get any ideas. Don't yet. Yeah, 
Yeah, no, nobody can see me, but I'm doing the, the that posture of like like the 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 woman like against the wall with like the open blouse who's just like ah. Oh. <laughs> Don't ravage me. Do ravage. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That is what it's coming out. But but Wolverine's distracted. He asks, "Why did they do this?" And then he cries, and she hugs him. Mm-hmm. Oh man, feelings. We and then we got this montage, which um is like I'm tra- I was trying to think. I feel like there's like a it's, it's sort of Disney, right? Like it's kind of Little Mermaid of like kind of, or Belle, right? Kind of like like it's Belle, right? Settling into the castle, mm-hmm. where well they do Wolverine's bandages, and then it's like oh no, his claws popped out, and then she reads to him. Yeah, and actually, what I wrote in my notes is some real Beauty and the Beast shit. I stand by that. Yeah, that's yeah. I mean, the, yeah, the claws coming out of the bandage, like they did everything, but them like shrugging at each other and laughing <laughs> after that. <laughs> oh, oh, you know me, deadly claws coming out of my hands. So wacky. So wacky. This bunch. I mean, it's entirely possible that took inspiration from the Beauty and the Beast film would have come out a, a year or two before. That's very and true. Near nothing yep. if not Beauty and Beast. That's scene. true. Yeah, that might have been exactly what they were going for. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, they were we like, see you one day, twenty-one years from now. Some <laughs> smart uh, podcasters with too much time on their hands are going to point this out, and they're going to be like, "Ah, Beauty and the Beast." We're uh-huh. like, like, Fun uh, fact: There's actually an upcoming episode called Beauty, and, Beauty the and the Beast. They yeah. really loved Beauty and the Beast. I yeah. think this was this is my takeaway. <laughs> So Bliss bliss cannot last, right? So they introduce Wolverine to Department H and, quote, it's enforcement, arm alpha flight, therefore getting the exposition that we kind of inferred earlier. And I didn't like the description that it was a useful patriotic outlet for Canadians with special abilities. Why not? Yeah. I don't know. There's something about it that rubbed you the wrong way? I guess maybe it's it's because of some... No, I think because, like... I feel like patriotism gets um, twisted so easily, right? That yeah, you've got great true. powers. So, oh, great. We'll make you a patriot so that, you know, you do our bidding, you know, right. rather than necessarily what's for the good of everyone. Sorry, it got real heavy there. No, no, minute. that's fair. But I think it's interesting that you bring that up because I didn't think of that at all because it was Canada. Ah, gotcha. Well, it did make me laugh. Like, are Canadians really patriotic? Like, I really, I'm sure there are. I I should ask my friends. I have Canadian friends. Well, I did before I said that. Um. And now, absolutely. What's wrong with a little Canadian patriotism, Sarah? That's right. Nothing. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. (laughs) Right, that it becomes kind of like a, that's one of those buzzwords where you're like, "Uh uh-oh, don't trust this person. If they start playing into jingoistic themes or they start you know, talk, xenophobia. Those are the kinds of things where you're like, oh, we oh, must yeah. keep all of the, you know, uh, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's not It's not quite remove Senator Kelly's brain and replace it with a computer. Like, it's not <laughs> quite that obvious. But not quite to that level. Not that level of patriotism. No. But we're getting there. Watch out. And then we get one of the best moments in the whole episode, right? I see Rob's big thumbs up. Rob, what happens? They say, welcome to the team, Weapon X. And then he says, uh, uh, all Forget I that is, Weapon X stuff. Forget that Weapon X stuff. Just, Just call, call me Wolverine. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. 
Uh, well, he would have said Wolverine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Pick his own name. Is that a thing? Sometimes. I mean, Len, Len Wein wrote this, so yes, I guess so. Yeah. But like, I didn't know. Like, that's a cool perk of being an alpha fight. I have questions about the costume because they gift him the costume at this point. It has no maple leaves on it. So I think they already know that he's going to be doing secret ops, even though it's pretty bright. It's and bright I think, yellow up there. Yeah. I think Heather was also in on the creation of the um, the mask. It's like he's got that hair and we got to accommodate that. Yeah. yeah. Do you think that, that that he gets inspiration now? Now that you pointed out that the costume came before his an, announcing his name, do you think he's inspired by the blue and the yellow of the University of Michigan to be the Wolverine? Like they oh. give him a costume, and he's like, "Yeah, I like U of M." Yeah. Wow. Yeah, possible. Oh, yeah. Oh, he Matt's googling. Yeah, I'm, I'm checking <laughs> it out right now. Yeah, the true. Thing. It is a true fact. Blue and gold. I don't know what it is, but let's check it out. Yeah, that's crazy. Oh yeah. my gosh, maybe was there ever a Wolverine in Michigan? That's what I'm, uh, anyway, sorry. I don't want to go down a. Uh, uh, People are like, yeah, you can cut this part out. Yeah. It's just, I don't <laughs> People are interested in this. I really think that's a, that's, a, that's kind of it's a, a good cool, observation, though. It's a great observation. Yeah. I don't, it's, it's like one of the, I'm sure that like they've been the Wolverines for longer than Wolverine has been Wolverine. Yeah. Maybe. But... Different colors. Maybe Len I went there. I got to get some information. Yeah. Cool, though. Very cool. So we're introduced to our villain, our true villain, late mm. in the piece, General Chasen, uh, who tells Wolverine, you owe us a return on investment. And he shares that they tried to duplicate the adamantium bonding process unsuccessfully, and they want to know why. And I love that Wolverine's just super condescending. I got it. Uh, yeah. Do you want to say it? Or like? No, <laughs> I want you to say it. Because he said, I survived it because I'm a mutant, you dimwit. I love it. <laughs> yep. Was, yeah. yep. <laughs> nice work. Nice work. And so Heather um, has volunteered to run the tests. And she, you know, again, going back to that, like, what was that relationship? And she says, I promise we'll try to be gentle. Right. I think, I feel like this isn't the first time she's saying that. And then. You did tie him to the bed. She did. Just saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the general go, gets in there like, maybe not too gentle. And it's like, oh, get out of Really? This is... You actually need to. Dude. Uh, dude. Dude. So then we get a hot interlude, right? We, we go immediately. The tests are about to begin. But hey, got to leave those kids on a cliffhanger. Got to go to the savage land. Professor X and Magneto are crossing a rope bridge. Somebody yells, halt. It's this white-haired lady in a psychedelic dress. Uh, and we, she, she, she lets drop a truth bomb, right? She says, all the mutates in the savage land are Magneto's creations. And Professor X is like, what? <laughs> like you're you get some more some more information of your about your partner and, you, and he just says it doesn't matter which we always know means it does matter it, it does, does matter, matter a lot i love her dress by the way that yeah dress is totally no awesome. she she has a real cool look and that's vertigo by the way for anybody oh, who doesn't know okay thank yep. you yep uh and she says surrender so i can make your death as painless as possible there's that language, by the way. There's that heightened language I was talking about. Oh my yeah. gosh, love it, right? Well, we've talked about how they can use death only sparingly, right? And they, I know, I'm not sure they can even use kill, um, or if they they do, they have to use it in like a really specific context. Interesting. I didn't know that. So Professor X cuts the bridge loose to free oh them gosh. with a wait, knife. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. that knife. 
Yeah, let's talk about that knife. Oh my god. Um, did it have to be flesh colored and at his waist? That's all that's all I was. <laughs> uh, did was that not where you were going with this? Because I just I'm... noticed that it appeared suddenly, which also fits into your observation. It, it was yeah. a, it made a sudden, unexpected appearance. And, and, I mean, and, as it would if yeah. You know. I mean, yeah, I mean my my thought was that that whole move I mean, besides the the suddenly appearing flesh knife, um, was that that whole move seemed very risky. So it's like, okay, we could run to the other side. Or, or, <laughs> hear me out, I just cut the entire thing and we swing over and hit the cliff and then climb back up. Huh? I love how your, your two observations were, like, really normal. And like, <laughs> yeah, because it's a, right? Yeah. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> well, I mean, such such things have come up before, right? Like, yeah. who was it who was like, it's, uh, it's tight down here, <laughs> like, whatever, <laughs> when they're in, like, the Morlock caves. I remember there's some. Or, oh, like, yeah. a rogue saying, this sucker's thick. Like, this comes up in the X-Men from time to time. Mm-hmm. I, I guess it's supposed to be a, a wood knife. Yeah, it looks like it was whittled. And one of the things we did discuss in a previous episode was how much Sabretooth loves whittling. And I presume Magneto must also love no, him or, some Or Sabretooth made it for Magneto. Uh-huh. No, or, now bear with me here, mm. maybe um, Xavier brought a wooden knife specifically because he knew he was meeting up with Eric. And then oh. Eric took it to me. Well, th- well it, was, it, was, it was Xavier that cut the, the bridge, right? Yeah, for Magneto's belt. It was, oh. but maybe it became a shared knife once they. That's, that's it. That's yeah. it. Well, because he realized that he didn't have his powers, and so. Exactly, what? it's fine. It's fine. Good we knife. can all have this knife. We're friends now. We're sharing like we... the wood knife now that it was originally to perhaps kill, Eric. Or maybe they're sharing it in the same. Yeah. Anyway. Oh yeah. There. Yeah. 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 You okay. Can, you can hold my knife. <laughs> <laughs> all right kids sorry, so sorry, i didn't know what she was getting into when she invited me on this part no i'm i'm very, I'm very pleased uh, i want to know what that knife's been getting into it's <laughs> been getting up in there that's that's yeah. all we can say so uh vertigo yells you'll never leave here alive never which i love i love you know that snidely whiplash full-on villainy real um, fist shaker yeah, just go, just going for it. Um, but we can't leave the kids too long because they know Wolverine's undergoing some dangerous tests. So back to Department H. Wolverine has a shirt again. Where'd that come from? Um, I have questions I about know. the dresser in this show. Backstage <laughs> <laughs> crew, really. Oh, can I just say one other thing about Vertigo? You I can. That was really cool. Um, when she uses her power, the the beams that radiate like if you stop and pause it it looks like it wasn't painted on like it was like an after effect or something it almost looks like um like they cut up iridescent paper and i don't it probably isn't that but i don't know how they do it i don't think i don't pretend to know much about animated tv shows but but it looked specific and like in post and it was cool it's it's like very pretty the Hmm. end of the vertigo I'm going to go back. I'm going to check it out. Check it out, guys. There's some art in there. It is consistent with that cool dress she has. Makes sense. Makes sense. Thank you. So Wolverine's undergoing tests. He's in a ton of pain, and Jean senses him and says, such pain. (laughs) 
<laughs> and then Gambit says, man been a pain since the get-go, Cher. Yes, he does. That's exactly <laughs> what he says. That, that was an uncanny imitation. Oh, thank you. Yes. Incredible. Well, you know, uh, I would say I've been practicing, but I have not. Then we find out how useless Jean Grey is again, because Cyclops says, can you help us find him? And she says, no, but wherever he is, heaven help him. (laughs) Like, Jean. No, Jean, you help him, Jean. Let's, let's, uh, Let's just take a moment and appreciate that that would be our answer to the question also. So. We're kind of like Jean Grey. We are. But there's a little Jean Grey in all of us. Actually, she was one of my favorite characters. But as I rewatched this, I'm like, why? I think it's because of the <laughs> Phoenix Saga. We'll get to that. Oh, definitely. Uh, so Puck and Snowbird are, are dropping some eaves uh, outside <laughs> of the testing lab. Heather shuts it down. The general's like, we got to do it. The only sure way to learn the secret of his skeleton is to remove it from his body. Um, and then we get the, that awful line. It's his own fault. His desertion weakened this department. So let's kill him. So let's kill him. It's your fault for breaking up with me. That's, mm-hmm. right. That's, That's what this is same, really about. Same theme. 100%. And the next one was the same thing too. We'll get to that, but. Yeah. Did did you clock the Wolverine line like, hey, you want my bones chasing? Come and get them yourself. Which Mm. also, my mind was in the gutter a little bit. You know what? That one didn't, I didn't get that one. Oh, you didn't? No, that's okay. A little bit better about my ability to watch this (laughs) and concentrate on the point. (laughs) And then we get one of the coolest moments, which is... Snowbird becomes an owl and goes through the vent. She gets like no real estate, but is clearly like the coolest. And then she turns into a wolf from being an owl. Yeah. Yeah. Really cool. Yeah. Very cool. More, more Snowbird MCU, more Snowbird. Uh, General Chasen throws a tantrum. He knocks over a water glass that frisses the machine. He orders Vindicator to take Wolverine's skeleton. And then, like, we keep going back to this drama. Vindicator says, why did you leave us? Right. Yeah, they're sad. They're they're just sad after a breakup. And they're taking it out on him in a violent way. It's not healthy. And then here comes Alpha Flight and Puck's like, General, you you told us that we brought Wolverine back to work with us again, which is one of my favorite things. It's like, hey, hey. I thought we was going to be friends. Like, yeah, it was actually kind of, it was sad. It was like, I just just want my buddy back. Yeah. We're just going to hang out. Aw. Yeah. Somebody somebody says, maybe you have this, Sarah, but somebody says, I won't let you leave us again. Mm Mm-hmm. I think it was Vindicator, but it's like gotta be. Yeah, he's an adult. He's a, he's a being with free will, and you have to respect that. I, this yep. is tough. Tough growing up lessons for everybody. Really, this is a coming of age story. For Alpha Flight. Yeah, for Alpha Flight. Exactly <laughs> they need to learn. Is. You're if you want to be like the X Men and get your own series. First, you have to learn to respect other people's free will and consent. Agreed. Important yeah. lessons here, kids. You hear that, Canada? Okay. Like <laughs> <laughs> you're like looking up. <laughs> <laughs> Are you up north there? 
Then finally, the the general reveals his his real true colors. He yells, security, subdue Alpha Flight. And Puck discovers they're not even human. They're androids. Wolverine escapes. So Wolverine versus Vindicator. And of course, it's it's a complete replica of the Cyclops situation. Heather intervenes. You cared for me once. In this case, just an important distinction. In this case, um, the couple is Canadian. Not complete replicas. Thank you, thank you. No, Although Cyclops grew up in uh, in Alaska, so which is almost Canada. <laughs> Alaska is really mad right now. I take it back. I take it back. You're totally Alaska. Alaska. Are many uh, Canada might be really mad. <laughs> it might be Sarah. I'm like you got to you got to stop you got to stop ticking off our northern viewers. Like what's going on? <laughs> our viewers. Viewers, yeah, our northern viewers. They're viewing our podcast. You know how you do with a podcast. Eh? Yep. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyway, we get that great line from Heather. You cared for me once. Let my husband go. I still love him. And he says, for you. Mm. Right? So we we see what's happening. We see, guys, if you don't learn your lesson from a previous relationship, you're destined to repeat it in all your other relationships. Just if you take nothing else from this episode, please learn that. Yep. The lesson being, the unavailable redhead is unavailable, no matter yeah, how that's... much she's met in her husband. Is that is that it? Yeah, I think that's a fair read. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to. Yeah, let's run with it. Yep. <clears throat> so then Wolverine leaves, uh, and he says, "If any of you ever come after me again for any reason, all bets are." Oh, and he does yes. that. I like that he does it as he's putting his cowl on too. Yeah, yeah, mask on. I'm Wolverine. Yep. Yeah. No, it's it's real. It's a, it's a strong choice ending, and I like it a lot. Yeah, this was. I thought this was a great episode. So we at Gene Know and X Men the Animated Series podcast, we like to give awards at the end of our episodes. So who who all do you think deserves the Oscar today? Who, who, if we were to flash some footage up on the screen, whose footage would it be? I mean, listen, I find it difficult to nominate anyone but Wolverine. This was an extremely Wolverine-centric episode. He, mm-hmm. he, we saw all sorts of different sides to him, lots of pathos and a lot of, a lot of, you know, a lot of angst. And yeah, it's got to go to Wolverine for me. Yeah, I agree. We also, don't forget, we also saw the softer side where he uh, reads mm-hmm. a book. That's a, right. That's right. Got his hands there's made. no killing in that in that frame of animation. So and there's no pause. Um, is that yeah. it, what I keep hearing? Is 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 it the lyric? There's something sweet and almost kind, right? 100%. Thank yeah. you for bringing it back for the trifecta on Beauty and the Beast references. Yes. we had the two. We had Jerry Orbach. We had the earlier. Yeah. Yes. Now, now here we are. Got Good your stuff. back. Got your back. Uh, MVPs. Who were who were the most valuable players character wise in this episode? What's the name of the lady that turns into a snowbird? Snowbird. Oh, yes. I was gonna say Puck and Snowbird. I think yeah. they they like they come in. Uh, it's hard to not to notice them, and it's hard not to like them too. Yeah. If we're just talking MVP in terms of like time person of the year, uh, mm. you know, uh, criteria, I think it might be whoever decided to give Wolverine adamantium. Like, like that oh. seems like a pretty important. Uh, moment in the history of this dr cornelius and an unnamed professor yeah (laughs) Yeah, thank you very much (laughs) 
was going to say chasing, but I was going to be wrong. Um, Yeah, that guy's a real tool, but it's an important historical moment. It is. We do want to acknowledge that as we uh, as we move forward. Thanks, Rob. That's a good point. Thanks, Rob. And uh, any any favorite lines in this episode? Um, Is it one point? Where I can't, I don't maybe maybe I'll remember this, but there's one point where Wolverine says something about how this ain't a kitty show or something like that, or maybe to the kid. and I'm just like, what the hell is a kitty show? I don't know what he means, like a cartoon. In which case, it is Wolverine. I think it is. Now, did you did you watch it with the captions on? Because it's entirely possible, if not, that he said it was a kitty show. Oh, and he was talking about for cats. No. It could have been for cats. I did not. I was not watching it with subtitles, so it could be a kitty cat show. <laughs> <laughs> you know, maybe he was talking about going to see cats on Broadway. You know, it's just a kitty show. Hey. <laughs> That's Wolverine's favorite. Memory is Wolverine's favorite because memory torments have that that checks out. I'm gonna go with uh I'm a mutant, you dimwit. <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. I do wanna I I do wanna take this moment, if I haven't already, to to shout out um the machine when Wolverine is in the tank. Uh, says the feed is impeded, which I just, as a musical theater lyricist, really appreciated the internal rhyme, and like it's just it's a very satisfying. I mean, it doesn't sound at all like what a computer would say, but um, it been rhymed and I liked it. Speaking of being a musical theater writer, Rob, if people want to follow you after this episode, how can they find you on the interwebs? That's a great question, and I should have a better answer than I do. Uh, I do have robberliner.com, so at some point, maybe by the time this goes up, I'll have a website. Otherwise, it'll forward you to something meaningful uh, or an attempt at it. Um, but I'm uh, on Instagram at Nutritious Junk Food and also on TikTok. That's probably the best way to do it. Awesome. And Matt, how can folks find you? Oh, well, you know, you can always find me on Instagram at docfalconer. Um, and I'm also going to be jumping back into uh, one of the other podcasts I do with some folks called uh, Couch Command, where we uh, dissect and review movies, new and old, all nerdy. Awesome. I'm at sarahmusic.com, and if you happen to be in the New York City area, um, you can see me performing at the Tank on some Friday nights with the Armory Barracks team Ghostfaced. So yeah, come congratulations on out, for that. Hooray. Thank you. <laughs> I'm very excited. The other people on the team are real funny. <laughs> so oh. we'll have a we'll have a good, good time. Anyway, thanks for joining Gene No and X-Men the Animated Series Podcast, and you'll hear us next time. Gene No! An X-Men the Animated Series Podcast. 